Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Spock Sports Show, hanging out at Mount Pleasant High School. Coach McIntyre, talk about the huge bounce-back win Friday, 35-6 over Midland. Who, what stood out to you from that big game Friday? Uh, I thought we responded really well defensively. Um, I think that was a challenge we had with the team from watching the Heritage game. Now, Heritage obviously presented some problems with their personnel, as we talked about before, but we did some things uncharacteristically, too, in that game. And so uh, we adjusted some personnel and put some guys in maybe some positions that we thought they'd be uh, would be better for us. And, um, and then we stressed some of the fundamentals that we preach around here, and um, I thought we got better. You know, watching the film of the Midland game, there's still things we can do better there, but I thought we were a little more physical. I thought we pursued the ball better. Um, so I was really happy with that. And then, of course, you know, uh, I thought our passing game was um, was much better. And, and a lot of that just had to do with what Midland was doing defensively and how our personnel matched up with that. And um, But it was nice to see Logan kind of get dialed in and make some big throws. I mean, he made some really big throws in the game. And, and, and then we were really good at, um, at receiving him on the other end, you know. That, that, it, passing game's tricky. you got to protect, which I thought we did a good job. You got to catch the ball. You got to throw the ball. I mean, there's a lot of timing involved, and I thought we executed in the passing game really well. Uh, we still want to get better up front on the offensive line with our run game, and that's that's going to continue to be a focus. Yeah, Brad Gross from Beale City calling the game with me, and after Logan made that first throw, he kind of leaned back in his chair a little bit and was kind of like, "That's what everyone's talking about right there." Yep, yep, yep. Logan, Logan got comfortable. I, I challenged him a little bit. I thought first couple throws were off and made a couple. Stakes going, you know, it just challenged and reminded him that, you know, who he was and what we needed out of him, and he responded really well. He sure started zinging him in there. And what's that say about this group of kids? Like I said, it's we always talk about what kids are learning playing high school sports that they can't learn anywhere else. You know, you get beaten up pretty good to talk about by a really, really good team. Still says something to bounce back with that big of a win over a Midland team we know is going to end up with five, six, seven wins at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean uh... – it says a lot, and, and a lot of it's about being part of this program, and, and I, I felt kind of bad for our players. I mean, like I said, um, there were expectations going into the season. You've got a strong tradition, um, you know, and, and so people on the outside just say, oh, Heritage, Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant's beat Heritage so many years in a row, all this stuff, and then they go over there and kind of yep. take one like we did. You know, I was worried about the confidence of our players and how they would respond. So, um, you know, it was nice to see them get up. It was nice, you know, Midland, being it was Midland helped. Um, you know, they challenge themselves. They have a lot of pride, and um, I thought we responded pretty well. We can continue to get better, though. There's still things we need to work on. And now, were you surprised at all by the 35-6 to score? Because, like I said, Midland, you know, 2017, they had the win over Cadillac week one. Cadillac's been really strong the last few years. You know, I'm sure we both saw that score and thought, man, this is going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I mean, there were some. I've said every year that I've ever prepped for Midland, the way you beat Midland is explosive plays. And that's how we did it. And we just got a few more explosive plays than maybe, you know, like uh, maybe you hit one or two normally with them, but we hit, you know, four or five, right? And and the other thing is we they weren't able to do a lot offensively. Um, in, in, def, in defense, in fairness to Midland, they are in a really bad situation injury-wise. Um, you know, I think they've got three or four of their starters out, one of their best players, their linebacker that we were really worried about, um, couldn't play and is out, I think, for the season. So they're, they're in a tough spot. And um, so... So, yeah, I mean, all those contributing factors definitely helped us out. And um, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm always surprised, I guess, you know, in those kind of games. Yeah. Midland's usually a dogfight for sure. And we've talked a lot about Baroda Chuck over the years. People know about him. But I want to talk about two of the targets that he started. You know, uh, Olsen and Day really seem to step things up for you guys uh, Friday or Thursday night. You know, talk a little bit about those two youngsters. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They're, they're two, you know, 
a junior and a sophomore, right? So um, that they're kind of our more explosive playmakers. They, they uh, they're learning, right? That that it. I knew this would be where we would have to develop throughout the year, both in the secondary and at, at the receiver position when we lose guys like Scooter and Aiden and Caden, those guys we lost last year and Griff. So um, we knew those were holes we had to fill, and and um, they showed things in the summer. And and it, and one thing that hurt us is with Logan's injury, we couldn't work on the things in the summer like you normally do with timing and seven on sevens and some things like that. So we've had to really work on that as of late. And um, but yeah, they're, they they had a great night. Um, we we told them we had to take advantage of that one on one coverage. Um, they did a nice job with it. Um, their their ability to do things after the catch was really important in those games. Um, so I think more than anything, I'm just excited about the confidence those two have gained probably moving forward. And how much of that maybe goes, you know. A lot of times with high school football, wide receivers don't get – sometimes they're glorified blockers. Do you think that kind of maybe helped in this program what they got to see two wide receivers do last year when they put in the work, put in the time? Yeah, for sure. And uh, and it's only going to help us get better too because if they become a threat, then that opens up our run game, which we need to have happen. Right now teams are – like we knew going in if they watched our Heritage game – um, Midland was going to be like, all right, we have to stop the run. You know, Mount Pleasant struggled, but the things they were able to do, a lot involved the run game. So we knew we had to kind of establish and open things up, and we were able to do that. So now moving forward, hopefully teams see that we have this dual ability, and and, um, and Logan really has to – he's the leader of our offense, and he's got to keep producing for us. So um, those are the things that uh, hopefully we can keep expanding on as we move forward. I'm really excited to ask you this question. Another youngster we've talked about a little bit, and it just – just every time I watch him, it seems like he, he has another tool. He gets something else figured out. Caleb Newbecker, go from week one, week two, week three last year when he got kind of thrust into, you know, hey, you're a great athlete, but we need you to do so much more. How much has he grown as a, a pure running back? Because, man, the way he was hitting the hole, the, and the one thing you talked about is got to wait till after he gets through the hole to start dancing and jiving. He's really started doing that well, too. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I guess I, it's nice for me I, to feel good about what I see in my experience as a football coach. Last year, going into this point last year, I saw Kelvin Newberg, I said, that kid's going to help us. Like, I know everybody's talking about Max. I know everybody's talking about Scooter. But th- this 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 kid's going to help us. I could see it. I kept telling guys in practice because, you know, Caleb had an injury, didn't play as a sophomore, and I just saw it, and I saw it, and I'm like, and so it was nice to see that actually come true as the year went on last year with Max's injury. So coming in this year, he expected to kind of be the guy, and he worked really hard, and, and those things um, those things have happened, and um, we're going to continue around Caleb, and the nice thing is, right now, Caleb hasn't played any defense for us, uh, which keeps his legs fresh, but we've got some other backs behind him, too, that um, can help fill in that role if we need him to. But, yeah, Caleb, uh, Caleb has taken on, and, and he's a good pass catcher too. I mean, he had a huge catch in that game out of, uh, in our two-minute drill. Um, so he's just a good natural athlete, and, and we're going to continue to rely on him to make plays for us for sure. And now defensively, Carter Dole had two picks. You know, that was kind of the guy that's, you know, when you have two interceptions in a game, that just ends up standing out. But I called a, a, a lot of names, I felt like. Rubio, Senneberg, Castellan. Talk about what that defensive performance was like for you. Like I said, only giving up six to Midland special. Yeah, and and I love coaching defensive football because of the whole be one eleventh of the defense, do your job. Like, I know that's all coach talk, but it's so important defensively. Um, because if you get out of position, things just break down real quick. And um, we're working really hard on getting guys to buy into that. Carter's a great story. Um, you know, Carter had some ca- good catches for us last year in certain roles, and, and he probably, you know, maybe came in the year thinking, hey, two-way player, number one receiver, DB, all those things. 
And he's done a great job of, of moving from corner to safety. And we've challenged him to be the leader of that secondary. And he st- took on that role, and he's done a great job. And it was nice to see him have those two picks. That was really, really great. Um, you mentioned some other names. You know, two two guys who I thought stood out after the film um, also is Jackson Dern, who – Jackson Dern is my Caleb Newbecker of this year. He's the guy that I saw summer and in camp who has been kind of in the shadows all his life growing up in football, grew grew late, and I just watched him going, this kid's going to help us this year. Like, I can just see it and the way he did things. And, and he really, he stepped in for Tyler Hutchins, who was banged up and had, had a great uh, great performance. And then, um, you know, Brogan Parks was another one that at our Will linebacker that I thought played really well also, so. And Duren's one of those guys, too. When I saw him down on the field, he didn't look all that big. But, man, he played big. Does that, does that make sense to say that? Yeah, absolutely. He, he's, a, he's a hockey player. He's got a little orneriness that, to that him. That kind of says it right yeah, there. Connor you know, Stemke from Sacred Arts, a hockey player. When, yeah, yeah, hockey just, players are tough. Yeah, and he, he's just a tough kid. And, and, and he's grown from being the small kid on the team to one of the bigger kids on the team. Kind of like if people remember Wyatt Irvin a few years back. Same kind of thing. And, and so I've challenged him to – Look at himself in that limelight as as a uh, as as a big physical tough guy who can help us, and he's really starting to grow in that role. And that's just going to make us better when we get Tyler back, and we can do different things, with different players. And so um, I'm excited that we can continue to get better. One thing, a lot of times in a season, once you hit week two or three, you kind of figure out, okay, this is what we got, this is what we got to work with. I think we're going to continue to get better and see more guys continue to help us week after week as we develop more talent. So. And uh, last thing I want to ask about from from Thursday night that I kind of noticed, it start, had Kale kind of starting in the backfield for a little bit then, but then you moved him next to AJ. I felt like that was just that side of the line. We have those two next to each other. How long have they been playing together? Just talk about when those two are playing at tackle and guard together. Yeah, we're we're still trying to, you know, we're trying to get as many guys to be able to help us up front as possible. And Cal has that experience, but Cal does a good job as a fullback for us, and, and especially in the I formation where you want a tough guy like that. But his experience is at guard, and when we kind of got a little where I was a little unhappy with our running game. I said, all right, we got to go back to what we've been and get Cal at guard. And, and uh, so, yeah, we'll see what we do moving forward. But, yeah, it's nice to have Cal and AJ next to each other, that's for sure. Yeah, and like I said, that just speaks to the athleticism of Cal as well, too, that you, you want to move him around. And he's, maybe he deserves this point, carry the ball a couple times this year for you guys or something. I remember <laughs> yeah. Sean Fitzgerald. Cal but, must be slipping a couple bucks in your pocket <laughs> to, to, to well, mention that. And I, I think they'll go back a few years ago. Sean Fitzgerald played a similar. I think the first time you gave him the ball, didn't he fumble it or, or something? No, like he that? actually scored. Oh, did he score? Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, got to ask you about coming up Friday. Got uh, Hamilton, St. Thomas Moore, St. Moore Thomas. I don't know if I got that right from Ontario coming in a, a perennial power, but they've got to make some switches. Going from 12 guys on the field to 11 guys on the field, something I didn't know until Bubba brought it up to me Friday when he was helping me with the Beale City game. How much would that affect you defensively and offensively as a coach? Oh, yeah, it'd be a huge adjustment. Now, what they do that's smart about it is this is their first game of the year. Um, Their season opens up Friday. So they practice 11-man football up to their first game. They do this every year. They come to the United States every year for their first game. So they are, they've been prepping and getting ready for an 11-man football game. So that, that, that will, what will be is their adjustment will be when they go back. All right. Then they have to go back to, to adjust into 12-man. So I don't think it will be a huge issue for them. Um, uh, they're, like you said, they're a perennial power. And so with their regular schedule, they probably feel pretty comfortable maybe with some of the going back to 12-man. Their challenge is coming to the United States and playing football here. So um, that's a lot. That's about all we know. Um, you know, you're, when you, I've got some film from past games, like when they came over here, nothing from this year's team. I don't know anything about this year's team. They don't know anything about our team. It's going to be really unique in that. Um, but 
the one thing I know from watching just and doing a little research is they're going to have athletes. Um, this is a, um, this is a, a school over 2000 students. Um, it's a very diverse school. Um, they're, they're in Hamilton, which is a big city. And, and so, um, they're, they, uh, they're going to have athletes. Um, uh, they came over just three or four years ago and beat Jenison up pretty good. Um, they played Chelsea tough last year. They played a state champion out of Ohio. Um, so, uh, this is going to be a real challenge for us and an exciting, exciting night. And it's Hall of Fame night. Talk about if there's a night to come watch Oilers football. Well, it's it's every night. You and I talk about it all the time. There's not a better couple dollars that you can spend any night of the week coming to watch some high school sports. But talk about how special this Friday night's going to be in yeah, Pleasant. I, if anybody's listening to this, you, you need to you need to kind of mark this off and get out here. We've got tailgating going on, food trucks. Um, it looks like the weather's going to be beautiful. Um, you know, this opportunity for our community to represent ourselves on really. A, a national wor- scale. A world scale, right? Like a, a national scale. We represent, I told our players, not only do we represent Mount Pleasant this week, we represent Michigan, we represent the United States of America. And they went to Ohio last year. We got to treat them way better <laughs> than they got treated in Ohio, right? That's that's one thing we got to make sure clear. So all those folks out in the streets, the restaurants and everything like that, we got to keep Michigan better than Ohio, for, first and foremost, I'll say. Yeah, so this is a great opportunity for people to come out. I mean, you know, they're not going to have a huge section, you know, following. They're not going to have a student section, all those things. They're traveling five hours, right? Um, so this is um, this is an opportunity for us to be gracious hosts um, until kickoff, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, we do our thing, but... Yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to represent us and, and do all the right things and um, and to see some really exciting football, I would imagine. And one other thing I will say, too, that people need to come check out is not just your you know your guys' band, your cheerleaders, but your guys' student section. Um, that's something that the last few years, then that takes leaders in the school, too, just like it takes leaders on the, on the field and on the court. Um, I think they were all in their safety gear last Friday at Midland, and I remember walking out of the game. I, I don't even remember who was talking, just kind of walking by, and it's you know said something about them wearing the safety vest. They said, "I think there was more of us here than there was Midland fans." Well, they're awesome, and uh, and there's really been uh, the last few years um, this buildup of this being the thing to do, you know, which is really great. And what I'm really proud of them and working with them in the winter and basketball when I'm a little more hands on than I am in football with them is that. Um, they're buying into the things I want in terms of doing it the right way, focusing on supporting us, not degrading the opponent. You know what I mean? Student sections are going to be student sections, right? They're going to have their fun, but we've got to continue to push that um, and, and still make it fun and enjoyable because they're young. You know, we were all in high school. We, oh, yeah. we know what, what they think of fun compared to what us old cronies think of as fun. So, um, but, but they're doing a good job of buying into those kind of things. And, um, and so I think they've just been an awesome representative of our school and community, and they need to continue to do that. Yeah, we need to get one of them, uh, one of the seniors, do Battle of the Fans or something like that with oh, the yeah. NHSA. That, yeah, that'd that be a whole a lot idea. of fun. So, Coach Mack, thanks so much for joining me. We'll see you this Friday, man. Uh, Canada versus America. you got to be here in Mount Pleasant to, to come watch the game. It's going to be a ton be. of fun. got to be. Appreciate it. for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.